0: Welcome to A Positive Spin, a well-being podcast without all the BS. A little of the yes. <laughs> i I'm Kate Barron. And I'm Sarah Starkman. I don't know why. I thought you were I... laughing because you were already anticipating not remembering to introduce yourself.
1: No, I was laughing because we've already, it's just been a time setting up these things. It's been like marks. a solid three hours. Yeah. Yeah. But we're here and i was late and it's just i don't know why i started laughing i don't know i don't even know why i was just staring at you while you were doing it and i just started giggling so that's why
0: we love the giggles what's up the giggles. i'm so happy we're doing this here right now
1: i know i need i need positivity Me so it's good too. it's good yeah how was your week
0: yeah it was good it was it was chock-a-block i feel like i haven't sat down to take a breath until now
1: and that's, that's I'm proud of you because I know you, you don't like doing that. I know, I know. you don't know like having the chaos.
0: The chaos stresses I mean, me out. But this yeah. week it was more like very clear that it's
1: better busy than bored. A hundred percent. But
0: well, it's hard I'm to like
1: way more efficient when I'm busy. Me too. Because you're forced to be efficient. You're of course. forced to like just be on things, get them done, get them off your plate. When you're bored, when I have all weekend to do something, I just won't do it. Yeah, I'm like. So much easier to procrastinate than when, you, like, yeah. when you're when you
0: like, I only have these two hours, so I'm going to utilize them optimally. Exactly. It just happened, though. Like, it's, I can't always create things. It just happened that I had, like, lots of meetings and shows. It was nice. I feel yeah. way less like a piece of garbage.
1: Three shows last night. Yeah. Pow,
0: pow, pow. Yeah. You yeah. know what I
1: did last night? What?
0: I don't remember.
1: Do you actually not remember? Um, I had pizza. That's memorable. And I watched, like, 15 episodes of Silicon Valley.
0: Are they half-hour episodes?
1: Yeah, they're, like, twenty minutes minutes or whatever, yeah. You streaming them, or are they on Netflix? Uh, The first three seasons are on Crave TV. Ooh. Ooh. Crave TV. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, it's really, really funny. I really, really like it. And I'm not even, like... I'm not like a nerd about that stuff. but Like I'm not super into like that. But you don't need to be. It's well written. It's really good. Yeah, I've heard it's great. Yeah, it's really well written. Um, Yeah, what's going on? What else is going on? What's what's good stuff in your world? What's positive in my world? Yeah. Okay,
0: so I had this experience and it felt very positive. I'm, I'm very excited to tell you because I can just only imagine what your reaction is going to be. So I took Opie for a walk last week and there was like a little Boston Terrier in somebody's yard and they seemed to want to like sniff each other. So yeah. I let him pull me across the road. And this woman who was the owner of the dog, I guess, in the house came out and we were just chatting and she was really lovely. And she was like, we should like take our dogs for a walk sometime or like maybe go for a jog with them. You live near area I assume. And I was like, yeah, she was really nice to me. And then she gave me her name and number. That's nice. It was just a really friendly interaction. With Why are you worried about what I'm going to say? Because I then. thought you were going to be like, what a serial killer. No, I think that's nice. I thought it was really nice because I don't remember the last time that that's happened to me. But it almost felt like, yeah. you know, like a mom at daycare and then the mom becomes friends with the other mom. We're like dog mom friends. Yeah.
1: No, I mean, I th- I feel like it's less creepy as well that it was a woman. Yes. And, and she like
0: owned a home in the beaches, and you know, yeah, or
1: just like that she was in, yeah, I don't she know, She like just, emerge from an alley
0: and give exactly. me her number. There's like
1: a guy in a car, <laughs> and he has like, a cat, and then he goes, "We shouldn't hang out with our pets sometime. That would be worse." <laughs> like if it's you know, it's different. Like <laughs> yeah, it was really nice. I just
0: when does that happen? Usually people are like eyes down, heads down, don't talk to this person. It was um, very nice.
1: There, yeah, that is really nice. That is so not like. I feel like I'm friendlier now here with my neighbors, but I still would never really do that. Also, I don't have a pet, but I would never even like I I barely say hi to my neighbors. I feel like even though I know I'm trying to be positive, but I don't even know where this is going. That's
0: not not positive. I feel like there's a difference. Also, you like she wasn't living right next to me.
1: Yeah, but I think there's something to, like, being friendly and having that sense of community. And, yes, like, agree. being nice to say, like, hi to your neighbors. I remember I lived in a place for a few years, and I was riding up in the elevator. And I was like, um, what floor? And he's like, seven. And I was like, okay. And he walks in. He's like, yeah, I live on your floor. And I was like, <laughs> uh, sure you do, pal. You look like <laughs> a fucking creep, whatever. <laughs> and then he literally walked down the hall with me. And I lived at the corner, like uh, on the corner and we had the two doors that opened like to each other, basically, on the corner of this hallway of our apartment.
0: How many years had you been living there before Three and this and a happened? Half years. Oh my
1: good god. And I was like, who are you're getting off on my floor? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he like owned the place that I rented. I, I was just gonna bag. say. But oh, like man. I had no idea way- anyway, so Yada, yada, yada. Community, great. Yeah. I support that. Yeah. I think that's great. Okay, great. I felt good about it. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about your friend's dog who went missing and James Woods reached out on Twitter. Oh, yeah. That was
0: jokes.
1: That was no, fucking No, but you know weird. what?
0: Should I talk about that the next episode? No, that was what
1: well, we're talking about. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'll just be quick. Should but... I talk
1: about that time James Woods, well-known star, Show? But,
0: but you know what? It wasn't even him. It was just the fact that... so. My girlfriend's dog ran away um, at the dog park one day. at a new dog walker, and he wasn't listening to her, and he just, like, I think he got overwhelmed, whatever. He just pieced out. Was a dog
1: walker lost the dog? It was a new
0: dog walker, and Shh, I know. Not okay. I thought not Jen okay.
1: lost her dog. So I, thought- I did,
0: too, because uh, there wasn't too much information. Oof. Like, she just posted something so everyone yeah, could yeah, see yeah. without her having to, like, make individual calls. Yeah. Anyway, they found him, thankfully, but the amount of shares and retweets and like, OK, and like messages the next. So I posted yeah. like in the beaches forum and all this kind of stuff. And people the next morning I had to write and be like, hey, he's cool. Like we found him, whatever. Yeah. And people were writing being like, hey, um, I, I'm lapping the park right now. I don't see him. And then would like tag another dog walker and be like, hey, I
1: think you're going to be here this afternoon. Just yell Nico out and bl-. like people just. Is it wrong that I think. People are more apt to do that for like a dog than a person. A missing child, yeah, or like a missing child. Um, that's I don't know.
0: I mean, I, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't Not compare. More apt,
1: but like, I don't know.
0: I couldn't. I wouldn't know how to compare. But I think it's different because when it's a kid, the police get involved. True. Whereas with a dog, the police it's don't. Like no you really, really yeah, have yeah, to that's like true. rally. That's true. But yes, the amount of support I mean, no, awesome. and outreach was incredible. I, I looked on her page and it was like it had been shared in the park that he escaped from. There's like a beach, whatever the the beach was, Cherry Beach Dog Walker whatever forum, and it had been shared 122 times. Yeah, it was wonderful. It, yeah, I was she I was really impressed. She found the dog. He's a okay. Um, yeah, it was it was really nice. It actually. That incident really gave me faith in humanity. I love that. I yeah, know, that's awesome. So, what's your positive stuff? I'm excited. Well, to mine ask.
1: isn't like something direct with me or positive, but the Humboldt Broncos thing that happened—the car or the bus crash oh, with shit. the hockey team yes. that was horrific, so horrific, mm-hmm. and so sad. Like, oh my god, and, um, and I saw a picture of three of the players who survived the crash who were in the hospital and they were like holding hands and I just started crying. I was like, oh my god. It's so sad. But what has been amazing to see is Canada rally behind them and they have a GoFundMe that someone set up for them hoping to raise like a hundred thousand dollars. It's up to it's over eleven million dollars a check last night. Um they they increased the goal to four million after a few days, but a hundred and like thirty thousand people have donated. The original goal was a hundred thousand and yeah, and then the lawyer, uh, there's a lawyer who's uh, been in the US who said that he was involved with like the Boston Marathon bombing victims and that GoFundMe. And he said, like, he thinks it's amazing. And he said, just to like, get it divided up amongst the families very soon. And
0: that's what I was going to ask is the money going towards all of the families?
1: Both those who lost people and, and who those didn't, in- who were okay, injured. injured. Um, and NHL players have donated. So it is one of the or might now be the largest GoFundMe that's ever happened. Wow. And it's just it's just been really nice to see I feel like Canada and not just Canada, but like people just really rally behind this town and this team. And like you don't have to be a hockey fan to get behind like these are just like young guys who you know, we're trying to be athletes and, and doing their thing. And I've been on a bus before with a team. S- and but,
0: like, how many and how many people... That I feel like there's that direct, like, yeah. um, relatability that people are like, my kid goes to hockey games or yeah, football games sure. every weekend or whatever it is.
1: And it, so it's just been, like, really beautiful to see people are putting their hockey sticks I was going to say, the doors. symbolic outreach Even on the fire my, hall. Yeah, my apartment building, people have their hockey sticks in the hall. So like, nice. Like, yeah, it's just really beautiful. Like, I can't imagine... Like, this has been such a tragedy, and Canada has been really rallying behind them. Like, I can't imagine, even more so now, these, like, tragedies that happen in the U.S. all the time. Yeah. Which, like, how... No wonder... Like, how can you even comprehend what happens to them? Because it just happens all the time. And then, just how beautiful it's been. There was one in the small town that this team is from, there's only one flower shop. And that flower shop has been completely overwhelmed. And people, as far as Australia, all across the U.S., they're just saying, send flowers to whoever, anyone and everyone who's been affected by this and like selling out of flowers and overwhelmed and the whole people are just keep sending flowers to this shop. So it's just become this whole beautiful thing and I just, I think it's really amazing. Like, and it's tragic and it's horrible and this these families won't recover fully and I don't know what it's like, but... No, seeing- but imagine
0: if all this... But, yeah. you know, humans are very resilient as much as I'm sure these yeah. people are going to be messed up forever, but
1: you need that support yeah in order to get there and uh, and seeing people get their back and yeah so yeah that's really nice yeah just hit hit my heart you yeah know? Of i really like it like it was just yeah i think it's beautiful i agree yeah, so that's that. No, we're not even like joking around or having any we're all talking seriousness right now. Who's we're all? You just like busted
0: out with the <laughs> with the world's most horrific tragedy in the past forty eight hours. No, but but the way that people responded to it with yeah. such compassion internationally. Yeah. When, when the, it's a very seeming option that people could just be desensitized considering yeah. all the tragedy that's going on worldwide. So
1: yeah, that's 100%. really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was it, like, it's, it's been cool to see. And people all wore jerseys on Friday, I think, or Thursday. They did like jersey day for them. So everyone was wearing hockey jerseys for, for them to show solidarity and stuff. And there were people all over the streets wearing hockey jerseys and putting on hockey sticks. And it's just, I don't know. It was really fucking cool to see. And it's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Not it was a horrible thing, but I love how it's been dealt how, with. How it's been dealt with, how it's been handled in the aftermath of people really coming together. And the same I think Canada did a really good job supporting people who were in the Fort McMurray fires as well mm-hmm. and like coming together for that. So, I don't know, you know. Considering we're such a big
0: country and there's it's so um like, spread out in terms of our population. It's nice when it feels so cohesive. Yeah, for sure. Right? As opposed to, like, you know, Denmark or uh, Denmark, Sweden, (laughs) Sweden, Sweden. What do you mean? What's the capital of Sweden? I don't know. I
1: don't know. Is it Denmark? No, Denmark is not the capital of Sweden. Denmark is its own country. Yeah. What's the capital of Sweden is
0: Stockholm. Oh, my God. We're so dumb. You know what I blame? Canadian geography
1: class. Oh, it's going to be like education, your yeah, teachers? Well, that's it. Canadian education.
0: Can we not... We we can't talk about this anymore. I'm so embarrassed. Um, you know, this tell is me, embarrassing. Tell me you want to some... know the most embarrassing
1: <laughs> thing that's ever happened to me? Well, not... No, this is far from the most embarrassing Let's thing. Let's
0: deflect and talk about something really embarrassing. Um,
1: But I was in a Latin American studies class. A first time also I ever tried quinoa. The teacher was very all about letting us try. Oh she my. Like, this is quinoa <laughs> quinoa and i'm like i get it it's called quinoa um i get it it's spelled K E E. no I'm i was gonna kidding. say
0: i love when people are like i love quinoa like, i, know, Do I you? know i know Do i know i love it
1: the quinoa valley <laughs> is one of my favorite valleys if i'm being honest so i was in this Latin american studies class and the teacher was like i want to get a sense for where everyone's at so she hands us a blank map of south and central america and goes, fill in the blanks. Oh, good God. Just I'd fill have in nothing. as many countries and capitals or major cities as you like. And we'll just go from there. And I was like, cool. Did you write jokes in the middle of it? <laughs> well, I was just like. There's Mexico <laughs> there there it is there it is <laughs> um, uh, Brazil that's one I know because Carmen San Diego in there in a TV show that I watched <gasps> love Carmen San Diego um, I knew like Chile I think did you know where Chile was though yes I knew Ooh, good for I you. knew Chile Brazil I think Argentina and that was only from Evita. and then like Mexico and then I it was just blank and embarrassing. And it was horrible. I would have just filled it in with like a story. And then I just ate my quinoa. <laughs> in, <and quiet>. was... <laughs> in Kuwait. In Kuwait?
0: Quiet. Oh. <laughs> just hanging out in Kuwait. Eating my quinoa. <laughs> <Aating> my quinoa. <laughs> oh,
1: fuck. <laughs> anyway, I'm basically an idiot. Oh, it's funny. Well I'm right there with you if that makes you feel better. Yeah, that actually did, but Good. we're both like, I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> this is my worry with this podcast or anything where I record. People are just gonna find out how stupid we actually are. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That sounds about right to me. Just a bunch of fucking bumpkins on the couch (laughs) in their PJs recording a podcast. It took four hours to set the mics up, even though this is our eleventh episode. What I can't wait is for if and when we record an episode. Yeah, I know it took forever to set up. When we record an episode where we have like we we do video or something, and we're actually like videotaping ourselves again. And we're gonna have like our hair and makeup done. Like I wish. Oh. But I would never actually post what we look like now. I'll paint you a visual of Sarah. No, no bra, tank top, um, loose sweatpants, mm-hmm. um, greasy hair or wet hair. Um, sweat hair. Sweat hair. Mm-hmm. No makeup. Slippers. Yeah. That's Slippers. Do mm-hmm. you want to paint the visual? Yeah. <laughs> no makeup and should be we wearing makeup based no. on a little no. bit of a breakup.
0: Hair in a bun. Yeah. Pretty tight. Messy bun. Um, all black earthing. All black earthing. All black earthing. But yeah. you're going to transform before my very eyes because you have I a know. party to go to. Party. Bachelorette party. It really, we should do like a, not, it's not really a before and after, but it's like the behind the scenes and then in front of the camera.
1: Yeah, actually, it'd be pretty funny. It's going to be quite the
0: contrast.
1: Bachelorette parties are horrible, and I know they bring out the worst in women, and I know they're the most, they always create loud, annoying groups of screeching women, and I don't love being a part of them, but... Yeah, but you're
0: also not going to a bachelorette party for, like, a 22-year-old.
1: That's true. So it probably won't be as. I'm sorry. I fucking party harder, and I'm much worse now. I'm much more obnoxious now than when I was 22. Really? Well, I was really obnoxious when I was 22, but I feel like I can party harder now. And maybe give less of a shit. And give way less of a shit. Yeah. I used to, when, you remember like going out and caring what people thought about you? Oh, yeah. And, and then I remember. I just I remember, remember going out. the day I went to a club with a few of my friends and we were like sipping martinis and we were trying to act like whatever and trying to pretend like we were like, oh my God, this club is so fun. And we like, none of us are having fun. And then all of a sudden we're like, what are we doing? And then someone accidentally like dropped their glass, and we were like, like one of us. And then all of a sudden we were like, you know what? Fuck this place. And I know this is not good to do, but then we all just like dropped our glasses oh, and we're like, fuck this place. And we like messed each other's hair up, messed all our clothes, and then we just like fucking went nuts and started like, yeah, I don't know. It's a stupid story, but. When you were young, girl. It's probably, like, 23, yeah. And then I was just like, who cares what people think? And then I started actually having fun. And I kind of, like well, tear it up.
0: Yeah, slash like remember, I at least would go out in like three-inch heels that I couldn't walk in. Yeah. And like a dress I couldn't breathe in. And it's yeah. like, why is that fun? Why is that fun? But you're so drunk that like it doesn't matter that you can't breathe properly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. I actually had a really interesting experience last year. Phil and I were walking through the clubbing district sober. We just had to, like, go. Ugh, it, we cut course. through. And it's like, it's like when the lights come on at the club, you know what I mean? Like, seeing all these wasted girls with their butts hanging out and these <laughs> douchey
1: guys. And I was like, this used to be my life. Yeah. Ugh.
0: True. Anyway. I,
1: I, I totally remember my dad being like, you know, you're not going to be 19 forever. Like, you can't party forever. I was like, fuck you. I'm the fucking party. Well,
0: you proved him wrong. You are still partying pretty That's hard. That's fucking true.
1: <laughs> okay. Anyway. 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 Positive articles. What do you got for me? Um, This is cool Chuck E. Cheese. <gasps> yeah. Do you know this article? Yeah, this- I love some
0: slut. Sorry, I just saw it in my research, but I love it. Look. Okay, yeah, no, no. Tell everybody Chuck e else.
1: Cheese now offers sensory sensitive Sundays for special needs children. Amazing. So the music and lighting will be dimmed to make the experience more enjoyable for t- uh, for children with autism and other special needs, which I think is so cool. It's amazing. So they're going to open 2 hours early for kids with autism and other disabilities. And they, they started rolling it out. They started testing it last year in a, a couple of cities. And they're rolling it out to 40 states in the U.S. And it, and it launches... I think, like, this is current. Yeah, this is, like, recent news. Yeah. Like the last. So it's happening now. It came out last year. They started doing it. And you can find online, like, which ones are participating. But I just think that's so awesome. Like, good for them for... And maybe it's just self, myself or my, like... Less positive side of me thanks. they're probably just doing this because they can make extra cash. And then this is also a good PR move and they're going to get stories out of this. I mean, there is an element of that. But they're still doing it. Yep. It's still happening. Totally. And it's still great. And then the kids can go. Because rem- Chuck E. Cheese was fun. Chuck Cheese was fun, fun. and
0: it and when you think about it, like all the different textures and colors and all this kind of stuff, like that's that shouldn't be exclusive, like all children should be able to play. And that shit is
1: overwhelming. When you go in there, for me, it's like an adult going into a casino, and you're like, Jesus Christ! And it's just like, exactly, and it's going nuts. Everyone, you can't even focus. Like, I can't even imagine if you like had were on the spectrum or something, and you had to deal with that, and that was what you were sensitive to, like. That would be unbearable. And maybe some kids, obviously, it's never going to work for. Like, that's never going to be something they're comfortable being in there. But it's nice that they have an option to maybe do that or, yeah. Completely. It must be
0: so funny for the parents because I'm thinking, like, from a parental perspective, like, Chuck E. Cheese is not where I would want to go hang out. And so parents of kids that struggle with disabilities are probably like, fuck. Yeah, we gotta go. <laughs> no, I. that's but then really, you're gonna really be with nice. Other
1: kids and other parents into- who are all, yeah, I, I yeah. don't
0: know. No, wonderful. So
1: I just thought that was really, really cool. Yeah. And then also, I found this thing where Sesame Street has launched a Kickstarter. Have you seen this? No. Sesame no. Street, which is amazing, Sesame obviously. Is the best. Sesame Street, uh, that is like my dream to be on Sesame oh. Street one day.
0: Do you, I lit- would die. Oh my god. Literally my make a wish wish. Yeah. Just to like hang out with Groves.
1: Yeah. It would be,
0: Grover would be your guy. Oh, yeah. He's my guy. Super Groves. He's just fearless. I feel
1: like Cookie Monster I'm really into. I also really like Bert and Ernie. Oh, yeah. I would want to like.
0: But you uh, like Bert and Ernie because they're gay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'm a registered minister in the States and I've already performed a gay wedding so I could marry Bert and Ernie. That would be, oh my God, I would die. I would implode of joy if I got to marry Bert and Ernie on Sesame Street. Could you imagine how amazing that would be?
0: That would be the best. Yeah. You couldn't top that. I no. would be out after. Like, take me, Lord, you know? Yeah, you'd have to retire to
1: the (laughs) Quinoa Valley (laughs) in Denmark, the capital of... Sweden! Sweden. So Sesame Street has launched a Kickstarter to prevent bullying of kids with autism. So they are... um, Oh, that's great. Because they have an autistic character now, right? Yes, they have an autistic character. So one in 68 children in the U.S. have been diagnosed with autism, according to Autism Speaks, this organization. And I've actually worked with... Autism Speaks up in Canada, and they're really amazing. They're oh, an wow. awesome organization up here, and um, so they said that that of the forty six percent of kids with autism in middle school and high school, they all they're reporting to their parents that they are being bullied in the past year. So that what they're gonna do is they're writing a book. They're gonna crowd fund because Sesame Street, like it is big, but it's still PBS. Like it's not. It's a nonprofit, right? Like
0: yeah, they're on HBO now, though.
1: Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh I didn't know that. So now it's going to get really spicy and Kermit will be like, fuck, fuck. Oh, no, Kermit's on Sesame Street. Never mind. Hello. Sorry, like Big Bird. Yeah, Big Bird. Big Bird will be swearing and like. Sorry, Kermit. Sorry, Kermit. <laughs> um, so like Big Bird and Grover and stuff, they'll be like swearing and having sex with each other. So maybe we will finally see Bert and Ernie hooking up. On
0: HBO? HBO, oh, anything goes. Like late night Sesame
1: Street? Oh, my God. Sesame Street After Hours? Ugh. Bless. That would be amazing. Oh my Hmm. God. So they're doing this thing. It's called the Sesame street yellow feather fund. So they want a new anti-bullying book to help teach kids the importance of inclusive play. So it's a crowdfunding crowdfunding on Kickstarter. Um, and they're hoping to raise 75,000 for it by May 11th. And if you, um, donate, you can get a digital copy of the book. And so it'll feature like the puppets and stuff, and it'll be in Spanish and other languages, potentially, um, and to better understand um, kids with autism spectrum disorder, and it's so beautiful. they can understand it. So isn't that cool? So good things.
0: No, it's wonderful because you know puppets are so non-threatening and. Um, they're just such a wonderful tool to be able yeah. to communicate with kids on like on their level, but to learn from them at the yeah. same time. And so to grow up with that like immediate level of compassion and understanding for kids with issues as opposed to judging them for being different. Yeah. That's wonderful.
1: Yeah. So that's- I'm into it. Fucking Sesame Street. Sesame Street, we love you. We Let love me Mary you. you. I have
0: the I have the best video to show you. Okay. I have a video, it's actually loaded to YouTube of me when I'm a baby and I'm just chilling on the ground. And the Sesame Street uh, theme song starts to play and I just
1: freak out. Oh, like I don't really? even have hair
0: yet. So small. Yeah. Sesame Street was my thing. I mean, did my you watch fang. Being Elmo? Uh, Yes. I really loved it and I felt so passionately about it. And then it was like, JJK, he's a pervert. Remember? I
1: know. I was. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I, when you just brought it up, I was like, like, here she goes. I don't think she knows he's a perver. No. <laughs> like, that's what I thought was happening, where you were like, and it was so good. He's such a good guy. You know what, though? He really. And I was going to have to crush
0: your hopes and dreams. He disappeared after. And I just wonder. I don't know. I don't know how far the case went. I don't know what was true or not. Anyway, spatula. Spatula. What do you got? Um, okay, so this makes it. Far more embarrassing that I didn't know what the capital of Sweden was. Oh my god. Uh so there's um a new nightclub. A newer, sorry, nightclub, uh, in Stockholm called Sober. And yeah. it's the hottest, soberest nightclub. So there was this guy, he was struggling with addiction, and he was I think he was noticing that um a big part of Sweden's youth were massively into booze, and I yeah. guess what he took away from it when he became sober was like, what a waste of time. I really want to show people that you can have an awesome time without being wasted. So we opened this nightclub. In order to get in, you have to take a breathalyzer at the door. Oh shit. Um, they have a zero tolerance policy in the sense that like at this point in time, they can't really control because obviously the worry is that people are gonna like do a line and come in, or just you know what I mean, do drugs and try and like skirt around but the it's system. Like,
1: right? Yeah, totally. Right. But or like, take
0: ecstasy and come in or whatever. You really need to do.
1: That. If right there's to other there's over, a, like, right slash
0: there are other nightclubs go to
1: other places if you want to do that exactly yeah. but who knows well, right yeah. people
0: are weird so he just said like there's a zero tolerance policy so if you're being outlandish or strange and we notice that behavior will kick yeah. you out yeah and he basically said it's like any nightclub in berlin and ibiza in london like we're gonna have great djs thank you for
1: pronouncing the ibiza ibiza you have to be like barcelona
0: yeah you're welcome Thought, there's I still no S I was yeah. like what else can I what else can I say? yeah um yeah but anyway so he he's doing this nightclub it's it the first event that they did all the tickets sold out and oh, they had yeah. to create more That's
1: awesome. um
0: and yeah so he just said like great like virgin cocktails they'll have people making drinks so it'll yeah, just all yeah, be yeah. like virgin daiquiris and I feel a lot
1: of it is a little like I, I bet a lot of it is just the act of having a drink in your hand yeah. or having that I bet after a while you kind of forget and like you're just like Having a drink and having fun, it'll be a lot fucking less expensive. Unless maybe they're charging like $25 for, like, a virgin daiquiri.
0: Yeah, and he was saying that, like, young people, old people, like, it's litter- it's just for yeah. everybody that wants to have a good time. Um, And clearly there was, a, you know, a need for it yeah, if yeah, yeah. so many people That's are really going. Yeah, so I thought it was awesome. And I feel I like mean, a really helpful tool for people who are, you know, wanting, missing that experience and don't want to be around booze.
1: I mean, the idea of me being sober, going to a club. Oh, no. And dancing up on strangers. No. That sounds like my worst nightmare.
0: Me too. However, I wonder if it's like. I support
1: it for other people.
0: But I wonder if you went in and everyone was like feeling good and dancing and you didn't feel self-conscious if that might break down your inhibitions. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe you wouldn't be fucking twerking on the dance floor. go to
1: Sweden?
0: So my supporting article is that uh, sober raving is like a new trend. And right now they're called uh, breakfast raves. What the fuck? So that's how it started off. Um, Oh, my God. This I don't support. It's called a, a, a conscious clubbing movement. And so this woman about her name, Samantha Moyo, and she said five years ago, she decided to leave a hedonistic lifestyle behind and she wondered if there was a way to recreate the thrill and escapism of raving while remaining sober. The result has now gone worldwide and there have been morning Gloryville events in 14 countries, from Spain to Singapore, from Toronto to Tokyo. So they have them here. Um, And she just said like she didn't want to change her entire personality. But this is, I mean, it's an interesting take, though, because I guess when you stop hanging out and clubbing late at night and drinking and doing lines and whatever it is, your day shifts earlier. So the events usually start at 630
1: a.m. Oh, I hate everything about this. A rave first thing in the morning. <sighs> like wait. Oh, wait. The next one you're going to get ready
0: here. with welcoming huggers on the door. I already love this. And feature energizing, uplifting music, as well as free massages, yoga, organic coffee, and smoothie bars. They're often themed, leading to some inspired fancy dress efforts. Who was making a fancy dress effort at 530 in the morning to get ready for this? I'm like, the
1: only thing that would make this place worse is if, like, my mom was the DJ. No,
0: no, it does get worse for you. Moments of group connection are planned into holding hands in a circle or group meditations, for example. it's a fucking cult. I mean, I think it's a more, um...
1: Positive,
0: No, I just think it's more of like an avant-garde 2018, like a secular spiritual approach to sobriety as opposed to like the 12 steps.
1: I mean... Good for them, and if someone tried to bring me to that, I'd be like, "No, I'm good, brah. But good for
0: you. (laughs) But it's taking off, so clearly they're like. I think it's also like specifically for at least, in my understanding, for women who just want to like dance and let loose and not be judged and like just sweat and be with their friends and not have to be in that sort of like seedy, sticky environment.
1: Yeah, no, I feel you. It's a nice.
0: I don't know why it has to be at six thirty in the morning. You like getting sticky. I like
1: getting sticky.
0: Um, yeah, it's usually
1: that's it's so early in the morning. That was
0: so, but because it's a breakfast sober rave, you know what I think as well. I've
1: never had breakfast at six o'clock in the morning. No,
0: I I also think that it's um, it's to make it seem less weird that it's a sober rave. I know what I'm saying then, it doesn't make sense. But my point is, is like, nobody's usually raving in the morning. So it's not like, oh, this is so different. You know what I mean? Like, they're not right. taking from, you know what I mean? They wouldn't compare to right. what they were doing at the docks. I mean. Whatever floats your boat. I thought it was you, really cool. You do
1: you, people. I just thought they
0: were really nice, creative options for people who struggle with addiction and are yeah. trying to be sober.
1: Yeah. Okay. 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 So that. obviously when I go, you're not coming, but okay. No, I mean. Not to the six o'clock in the morning one. I'll go to the club in Sweden. In Sweden. In Stockholm. Um, are you ready for my throwaway? Because guess what? I can't fucking wait. Guess where it takes place? Is it Stockholm? Are we it's both in so- Sweden? Oh my god! Get the fuck out of here! I swear to God, it is Sweden, and it's it is blood donors in Sweden get a text message when their blood saves someone's life. So they noticed that, um, that blood uh, donation rates have, they've declined all over the developing world, right? Donating blood. And, and they need, like you need blood, like they you need to give it, um, for them. Their services have declined. Sweden is just one of the many places in the Western world that it has declined. So they're trying to use technology to help push it and against like to sort of push back against the shortages, So what will happen is you'll get a text when your blood has actually been used. That's amazing. So you actually know like you're doing something. It's actually gone into someone else, which is fucking cool. You get a thank you text when you give blood. And then you get another message when your blood makes it into somebody else's veins.
0: That will 100% make more people do it.
1: 100% and they're just saying it keeps it top of mind for people. And then their communications, like they want to give them feedback for their effort. They think it's a good way to do that. Like, it's just kind of like a silly little thing, but what a good way to use technology to for something that's actually so important to do.
0: Well, and I'm sure a lot of people are like, you know, you can be more flippant or lackadaisical about something where you really don't know if what you've done is even going to serve a beneficial purpose. Yeah. And this gives you that
1: immediate... And they said they're getting donors coming back to donate again and again after it started. And the program was created in Stockholm. Oh
0: my God. So we're both big idiots. Yeah. Okay. We are
1: huge <laughs> Three years ago, um, gradually being rolled out by uh, other local areas. And then in, uh, in the UK, they're talking about rolling it out too. And also the other thing that is interesting that you can sign up for, if you go in, you can actually sign up with them to get kind of harassing messages from them. So you can go on and agree to get things and they'll send you regular texts going, Hey, come on, come donate blood, come and do it. We haven't seen you in a while. Come donate blood to remind you. So, but you acknowledge it's not just them doing it on their own accord. You kind of sign up for it, but I think that's good. It would almost be like having like a workout buddy be like, come on. Exactly. Let's get to the gym. Like, come on and do it. Like when you have somebody who's kind of pushing you, you're like, ah, fuck. Totally. And so using social media, using technology, using like, yeah, and so just to get get it in the public eye and make sure blood donors know how important it is to contribute. So... I love that. Very cool. And we're both idiots because we don't know anything about Sweden. Oh,
0: my God. We're going to have to take, like, a night geography class. <laughs>
1: Can we take it on the road? I and would go love that. I feel like a lot of the good stories we have are like, Sweden and Norway. And yeah. Like, we should just do, like, a Scandinavian tour. Oh, my God.
0: And, and then, like, the Netherlands because also they know what's up, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. What about you? What's your throwaway?
0: So, uh, this was quite recent, um... So this family in China lost their daughter 24 years ago. They had like a roadside stand of sorts. And the little girl was there with her father, I think, just like helping him out on the weekend. And he went to go get something and came back and she was gone. Mm, So they were they literally they never stopped searching for her. 24 years later, okay, the father got some type of job that um, required lots of touring, like you, or uh, driving, like he's a yeah. delivery company, and he would just flyer and like just relentless. And this sketch artist took a photo of the little girl. And did what they thought she would look like now. Yeah. And this woman in another province in China saw the photo and was like, that looks a lot like me. Get
1: the fuck out of here. Called
0: in. They did DNA tests. And that is their daughter.
1: What? What happened to her?
0: She uh, she doesn't really remember. She was adopted by another family, an American family, which is really weird. Like, white people saw a Chinese girl by herself on the road, and they were like, she needs to be rescued.
1: But then, so how did she end up back in China?
0: I don't know if they were expats and, like, living there. I Um, I don't know what the deal is, but they had this, like, really... Beautiful reunion, and like she was taken when she was three years old. Oh my God. which is why obviously, like her memory, yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. But she's obviously totally fine. She has a kid herself and a family, and she's healthy and happy. And now she has her parents. Wow, isn't that amazing? That's
1: incredible. And
0: the, the most amazing part, oh, too, was God. that like this guy's sketch was so incredibly accurate, just guessing from a picture of her being three to what she would look like as 27. Isn't
1: that crazy? Are you gonna cry? Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna I cry. I know, like, I guess it's like, beautiful. It's yeah, it was kind of make you want him to sketch what we're going to look like when we're 80 to see if yes. we're going old, nasty witch hags? I think
0: when we're 80, it's, like, guaranteed that that is what we're not, you know. <laughs> I feel
1: know. like when I'm 40, I'm going to be a witch hag. I'm <laughs> a
0: little scared for myself as well, you know? Oh, my
1: God. That's beautiful. Like give me no, shivers. Uh, I really like that.
0: Yeah, me too. I was thinking how, you know, it's like black don't crack. And then recently I fun. saw this amazing comedian, um, this girl named Simone Park, and she's Korean, and she told us all about Asian don't reason. <laughs> Which is fantastic, yeah. but like we we have to come up with one. But about like white, it's gonna fuck you, and you're gonna look like shit unless you get botox. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> you like that one? I do. Thank it has you. a certain sensuality. <laughs> well, I will say, very well done. So that's uh, that's it. That was good. Those are yeah. Those are good articles. Those were good Lots articles. Of goodness happening in the world. Just just we're just trying. We're all just trying. We're gonna do it life it's getting better it's getting
0: better just just we just need you to try
1: yeah
0: we love you guys we love you guys Goodbye. Okay, bye bye don't forget to subscribe